Hey everyone, welcome to the Promise Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at My Promise Church. And to see what else is going on around here at Promise, please visit us at mypromisechurch.com. We hope this message you're about to listen to ministers to you and changes your life. Enjoy. Come on, let's praise him all over the house this morning. He's worthy. Jesus, we come to praise you. We come to lift your name. Hallelujah. We've come to praise your name in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we come to praise you. Come on, somebody just let faith arise in the house. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, we praise you. Yes, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I feel faith in the house this morning. The presence of the Lord in the house. Oh, it feels good to be here today. You know, the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And He is the King of glory and that He is strong in battle. I believe we have a place to run to today. It is the name of the Lord and it is a refuge, it is a strength, it is a safety. It is a place to run to in troubling times, in uncertain times. I'm so glad that you're with us today. I want to say thank you to the worship team for leading us today in anointing and in worship. Um, and all of our teams that are serving uh, from the uh, front door to the parking lot to the kids' church in the next service. Um, and just how faithful everybody has been and just serving and whatever, wherever you serve, whatever it is, whatever role that you play, I want to tell you that you are uh, valued and when you serve God's people, you're serving God and uh, there's no better place to serve God than to serve in God's people than in God's house. I like to say that. So um, I'm so glad that you are a part of what God's doing here. Let me go to Leviticus 23. Thank you, worship team. Thank you so much. Um, blessed me this morning. Woke me up a little bit, I think. Y'all noticing that the sun's coming up later a little bit? A little bit, yeah. I'm going to read just two verses this morning. I'll read it quickly. Um, Leviticus 23 and 40 says, And you shall take for yourselves on the first day the fruit of beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, the bows of... Le- the Is that bows or boughs? Boughs, thank you somebody. That sounds like a Christmas song. The boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You know, we're coming into a a season of, in our country where we celebrate uh, Thanksgiving and giving thanks. And... Uh, I was just on my heart this week because we always kind of focus on that in the church calendar as well. That in the midst of what's been a troubling season and a troubling time, that there is always something to give thanks to God for. 
And I remember the scripture, and I want to read it in just a second. But it didn't say, for everything, give thanks. It said, in everything, give thanks. There's a big difference there. Because I'd have to be insane to give thanks for everything. But in everything, I can give thanks. And so it said in the letter to the church at Thessalonica, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. How many say amen? You can be seated. God bless you for being with us today. I want to just preach to you for a few minutes. You know, I, I have trouble saying that. Thank you, Stephen, Vic. Thank you, guys. Um, I have trouble saying that because it feels like every time I say that, then I get real relaxed um, and it becomes too long. But I, I, I want to just talk for a few minutes today from my heart, just to the church and the church family. Um, and I just had this passage on my uh, mind and my heart, not only this week, but this year. Uh, many people have taught from that passage in Leviticus. Uh, when I was younger, I was at a uh, uh, camp. And I was one of those just young grunt kind of guys, a gopher they call them. Go for water, go for dry cleaning, go for the airport run. Anybody ever been that guy or that gal? Go for coffee. <laughs> Go for donuts. Go for sub sandwiches. And I was the gopher. And the airport was a couple hours away and they said, hey, there's a preacher coming in. We want you to go for the airport run. And I said, okay. And um, when I went to meet him, he had like six boxes with him, not just suitcases, but like six boxes. So I jump out. Thankfully, I had a truck at the time. I jump out and I start to help him load these boxes. I'm like, what are in these things? These are heavy boxes. Well, of course, they were books. And uh, he said, here, I'll give you one. And he signs it. What's your name? <laughs> Ryan signs it and gives it to me. And the book was based on this verse right here. He preached what became a, quite a well-known sermon uh, called With a Palm and a Willow. And it was from a time in his life that he lived through great tragedy with his family. He's a pastor in Austin, Texas. He still pastors there. And he taught a very powerful lesson. And what became a lasting image in my mind of a palm in one hand and a willow in another hand. And it was from this verse in Leviticus. And I couldn't get away from it this week as I prepared to, for, for this message. And honestly, I think of it probably uh, many times a year. Just that image of worshiping God with a palm and a willow. And the teaching and the understanding from what God was telling the people is that the high priest was to go in before the Lord on the Feast of Tabernacles and he would praise the Lord holding two different branches from two very different trees and he would wave them both and praise God and rejoice, the Bible said, in the presence of the Lord. And in the one hand it would be a palm branch and in the other hand it would be a willow branch. And the command was that they would be 
uh, different branches in each of his hand from two opposite trees and that he would wave them in praise and rejoicing before the Lord. And so you have to get that picture of a palm branch and a willow branch. I know that most of us are not really from central Florida. Uh, More and more are, uh, but at least when I moved here 15, 16 years ago, most of us were from somewhere else. And I'll tell you, when I moved to Orlando, I could not get over the palm trees. I love the palm trees. The idea of a palm tree was just stunning to me. It was mesmerizing to me. Uh, They gave me that feeling that I was on vacation. Uh, I grew up in Indiana. It was a thousand miles uh, away from any of these kinds of trees. To me, uh, they represented summer vacation. Uh, They represented fun times. Of course, I would think of the beach Uh, I would think of relaxation, I would think of peace and tranquility and just happiness and living on easy street for a week or going to Disney or tropical breeze, tropical whatever, uh, and just think of those trees swaying in the wind and just kind of glistening in the sunshine. And I remember honestly even thinking like, how does anyone have a bad day down here? It's sunny every day. And if you're having a bad day, just go sit under a palm tree. I mean, it just your day is going to get infinitely better just sitting under that palm branch. And I feel that way still to some uh, degree, I guess. You know, I would just be happy to sit under a palm tree. I still love them 15, 16 years later, and there's just still something very special about it. I could go out today and sit under one. I think they provide kind of that perfect mix of sun and shade. You know, you get a little sun, but not too much. You get a little shade, but not too much. Kind of catches the, the, the air and the breeze a little bit. I remember, uh, I see uh, Brother Chris sitting in the back corner back there. I remember when we did the parking lot out here a number of years ago. uh, The city wanted me to put some other kind of trees out there. And I I petitioned them and begged them and pleaded them and slipped them a $20 bill. No, I'm just kidding about that. It was a five. (laughs) I said, please let us do palms. They relented. They said, okay, as long as da-da-da, we followed all they wanted. So we got palm trees up and down uh, the church street there. And I was so excited to just line the property with that. And I think that's how most people see palm trees. Even on Palm uh, Sunday, when the Lord was coming in, Uh, To Jerusalem, the Bible says that they took palm branches and they went out to meet him. Uh, The reason that they laid them out when he would come in, riding in uh, on that road into Jerusalem for the triumphal entry was even way back then, palm trees, they represented royalty, they represented victory, and they even represented eternal life. But the Lord told them, you won't always have palm branches in your hand. In fact, when you bring the palm branch and praise me with the palm, I want you to make sure you go down by the brook and grab a willow branch as well. Now the willow is an opposite tree. It's a droopy tree. It's a sad looking tree. It's a weeping looking tree. It has a a sad countenance. Its posture is hung over, looking like it has a crick in its back. It's, It's weary. It's worn out. It's sad. It's drooping low. It looks like that tree is having a very bad day. 
And it's a striking contrast because one looks so happy and peaceful and tranquil. And one looks so weepy and tortured and weary. And palms have always represented victory and joy. And willows have always represented sorrow and sadness. And, I, and, and many people have taught, and I remember uh, this pastor, Pastor Johnson, as he kind of opened the, that book with me and we were driving for a couple hours. He kind of broke that verse down to me and I wish I had him here to preach it honestly. Uh, but he said that many people teach that the Lord asked them to praise Him like this because there are times in life where you're carrying a palm branch. But there are times in life where you are carrying a willow branch. And I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where I felt like everything was a palm tree. There's been times in my life where everything was going great. feel like any time I was asked a question, I gave the right answer. Feel like every time I touched something, it was blessed. Felt like every time my foot stepped on something, it was the right step. It was the right thing. I was just winning, 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 winning streaks, home runs, three-pointers, and ones. I mean, it's just... Uh, you just, you just couldn't miss. You, you know what it is. You're shooting shots with your eyes closed and going in. It's how life can feel sometimes. And then you turn a corner and 2020 comes. You're missing layups. Can't get it in from the one yard line, Gordon. It, it just, it just it isn't working for nobody. It feels like everything's an uphill climb. We plan something with the church and there's a curveball thrown. It's an uphill climb. It's a struggle. Everything is the balls being dropped. Everything we touch, it just isn't working. It's not going right. And it just feels like I'm sitting under a willow tree. Then I think a lot of life is just the picture of this scripture. It's kind of a mixed bag. I'm holding a willow, but I'm holding a palm. There's good things going on in my life, but there's challenges too. There's things to rejoice about and there's things that trouble me. There's things I'm happy about, but there's things I worry about. And I've got a palm in one hand and a willow in the other hand. And God knows that life is like this. That we'll have ups and we'll have downs. And we'll have highs and we'll have lows. And we'll walk on the mountaintop and we'll walk in the valley. There'll be days of overflow where we have more than enough. And there'll be days of lack where we look around and we don't see enough. There'll be days of laughter and there'll be days of tears. There'll be days of joy and there'll be days of heartache. But God said if it's a palm in your hand or if it's a willow in your hand, I want you to learn to worship me with both of your hands. You've got to learn if you're holding a palm to lift up that hand and praise God. And you've got to learn if you're holding a willow. I've got to lift up that hand and praise God. Because God is worthy of my praise at all times. And I can't withhold my praise from God until I'm holding two palms. But if I've got a palm in my hand and I've got a willow in my hand, I've got to learn to rejoice in the presence of God because God wants you to worship with a willow and a palm. How many could say that today? Whatever's in my hand, I'm going to lift it up and just give God a praise. I can praise Him with a willow or a palm 
Because no matter which one I'm carrying. And I opened that pastor's book this week. It's still in my office. One of the things that he emphasized was that God is the same. Understand today, God shaped this world. This world doesn't shape Him. He spoke this world into existence. This world doesn't speak anything over Him. Understand today, God is not affected by my problem. He's not affected by my circumstance. He is not surprised. He's not overwhelmed. He's not overtaken. He's not overthrown. The Lord told Malachi, I am the Lord and I do not change. I shaped the earth. The earth does not shape me is what he was saying. I spoke the world into existence. It doesn't speak anything over me is what he's saying. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means on good days, God is good. That means on hard days, God is good. That means on mediocre days, God is good. That means on tough days, hard days, dark days, valley days, mountaintop days, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if God is worthy of my praise when I hold a palm, He's worthy of my praise when I hold a willow. Because the palm didn't change Him. And the willow doesn't change Him. And even when I lack, He still owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And even when I'm hungry, He's still a provider. And even when I'm hurting, He's still faithful. And even when I'm afraid, He's still on the throne. And even when I'm worried, even when I'm anxious, even when I stay up at night and my heart is overwhelmed, God is still in control. And even when I'm sick, God is still a healer. Even when I fall in sin, He is still a Savior. Even when I walk away from Him, He still loves me. Even when I run from Him, He still searches for me. He still looks for me. He still runs after me. Even in the midnight hour, God is still at work. Even when it seems like everything is falling apart, God is still on the throne. Everything is still in His hand. Even when my fortune changes, even when my success reverses, God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And so no matter where I walk in the valley, He's the God of the valley. When I walk on the mountaintop, He's still the God of the mountaintop. When the storm rages, He's the God of the storm. When the sun breaks through the clouds, He's the God of the blue sky. What manner of man is this? That even the wind and the waves obey Him. The disciples understood in that moment, the storm doesn't change Him. The blue sky doesn't change Him. The wind doesn't change Him. The waves don't change Him. The season doesn't change Him. The landscape, the terrain, none of it changes Him. And so if I've got a palm, I've got to worship Him. If I've got a willow, I've got to worship Him. That's why the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And His praises shall continually be in my 
mouth. Somebody ought to say it today. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. I'll rejoice in the Lord always. And again I'll say rejoice. You know, I think there's two sides to that coin. I've got to lift up a praise with the palm. And I've also got to bring him that willow. But I want to tell you today to lift up the praise with the palm. There's two sides to that coin. You know, I think that sometimes it's easier to worship with the willow than to praise with the palm. You say, how is that? You say, give me a palm, I'll show you. I can praise with the palm. We're told to praise with the palm, and you might say, that's easy, that's simple, I can do that. I'll praise Him for the good times. I'll praise Him for the blessing. But so many times we fail to praise with the palm because once the blessing comes, we forget where the blessing came from. So it's not as easy to praise with the palm as you think it is. I've seen people get so blessed of the Lord that they felt like they didn't need the Lord anymore. I'm so far ahead of the game that I'm just good. I'm going to coast. I don't need Him anymore. And people forget where the blessing came from and they forget to praise with the palm. And I've seen so many people lose out with God and walk away from Him even though they've got a palm in both of their hands. You might say, how in the world does that happen? It does. Because for so many people, it's a dangerous place when the blessing comes because they forget about where it came from. I thought about King Hezekiah. He received a bad report from the prophet about his life and about the kingdom. The Bible says that King Hezekiah, he went quickly into his prayer closet. He quickly began to call on the Lord. He buried his face in the wall and began to beg for God's grace and mercy. And he began to weep and pray. The prophet comes back in the same chapter and says, King, the Lord heard your prayer. Everything you prayed shall be done. We are told later in King Hezekiah's life in 2 Chronicles chapter 32 that King Hezekiah was a proud man and that he did not respond well to the kindness God showed him. See, that's where it is right there. How do we respond to the grace How do we respond to the kindness? How do we respond to the favor? How do we respond to the blessing? How do we respond to the palm tree in our hands? And the king was so materially blessed after the miracle that God gave him. He began to entertain visitors to the kingdom and to the palace. And this man had more palm branches in his hand than he could count. But instead of giving God the credit, Instead of giving God the praise, he began to take all the credit. See, when the business is blessed, remember that God's the one that blessed it. When they've got a palm in your hand, remember it's God that put the palm in your hand. 
When everything's going good, don't forget to give God a praise. I tell you, we've got enough to, willows to carry that I want to remember to praise God with the palm. When good times come, don't forget to give God a praise. Don't forget to say thank you, Jesus. Don't forget to tell your children, we didn't always have this. We weren't always blessed. We didn't always see it. We didn't always have God in our life. We used to be this. We used to be that way. But I want to tell you, son. I want to tell you, daughter. It was the Lord that blessed us. And don't ever forget it. Keep God first in your life. He is the source of blessing and favor in our life. And after King Hezekiah did this, now Isaiah comes to him and said, King, you're going to lose all of this stuff. He said, all the stuff that you boasted about, it's going to be carried away. All of the stuff that you're so proud of, all of the stuff that you put all your faith in, all the stuff that you were bragging about, all of it is going to be lost. All of it will be carried away. And instead of that palm branch causing him to praise God and throw up his hands in worship to the Lord, he forgot where all of the blessing came from, all of where the material things came from. And he did not even mention the Lord as his source or his blessing or his provision. And I just want to remind us today, when there's a palm in our hand, go ahead and lift up that palm branch and give God the praise and the glory for the good things that he has done. I'm not giving anybody else the glory. I'm not taking the praise, but it was all him. And when I got a palm in my hand, I want to praise the Lord. That's why David said in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He said it again, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Don't forget that he is the one. Music come. I'm going to come to a close this morning. You know, the other side of the coin is this. That it's actually a blessing to be able to worship with the willow. And so it's actually a blessing to be able to bring him the willow. Because I don't know what else to do with it. I don't know where else to take it. I, when, when, those, when those times of pain, when those hardships, when those burdens, when those cares, when those anxieties, when those troubles, when the, those things come on me, I don't know where else to go with it. But the Bible says we can take it into the presence of the Lord. We can take it into the presence of the Lord. And once that willow is translated from where I'm at, I pick that willow up in the brook. But when I take that willow into the presence of the Lord, there's something that translates. And I can rejoice even though there's a willow in my hand. When you have a willow in your hand, that brook can feel like you're very far from the presence of God. When you're carrying a willow, it can feel like you're outside of the will of God or we're outside of the presence of God. 
think we, we believe so firmly that when we're in the presence of God, it's only going to be blessing. It's only going to be sunshine. It's only going to be palms. But remember, He's the God of the valley. He's the God of the mountaintop, but He's also the God of the valley. So often we equate the blessing and the prosperity as being close to God and that being some sort of metric of how close we are to the Lord. But I'll tell you, He is near to all those that call on Him. He's near to all of us that call on Him. And so when we call on Him, He's near to us. He never promised that everything would just be palm trees. That's why this teaching was there for us to know what to do with the willow tree. And we can bring them to Him. And we can bring Him our hurts. And we can bring Him our pain. And we can bring Him our sorrow. And we can bring Him our wounds. And we can bring Him our scars. And the promise is that no matter where you go, or no matter what we go through, that God is right there with us. In Hebrews 13, He said, never, He made us this promise. He said, never will I leave you. And never will I forsake you. David said in Psalm 23, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me and your rod and your staff. They comfort me. I want to tell somebody today, even when you walk through the valley, even when you walk down in the brook of the willows, God is right there with you. Psalm 46 said He's our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. The psalmist said, If I ascend on the wings of the morning into the heavenlies, you are there. But if I made my bed in the depths of the earth, you are right there as well. Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the earth. And so I know where to take my willow into the presence of the Lord. I might have picked it up in the brook, but I can walk into the presence of the Lord with a willow and somehow there's some sort of transfer when I walk into the presence of the Lord and I'm able to rejoice, not for everything, but in everything. 1 Thessalonians said, in everything give thanks. The only way that I can do that is in the presence of the Lord. And so while I go through hard times and while I carry willows and while not everything is a palm tree all of the time, it is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us that in every season, in every day, in every hardship, in every valley, in every storm, that somehow, some way, I'm able to say thank you, Jesus, just because I have a place to go to in times of trouble. Thank you, Jesus, that I have a place to drop my willow and to hold it in your presence. And it doesn't mean that I praise Him for everything, but it does mean that I can praise Him in everything. 1 Peter 5 and 7 said, I can cast my cares on Him because He cares for me. Psalm 56 tells us that no tear that we cry went unnoticed. 
the preacher preached last week that the Lord notices when a sparrow falls from the, from the nest. And how much more valuable are we than they? He knows the number of hairs on our head. But not only that, He is numbering the times that you feel lost. The times that you feel off course. The times that you're wandering. The times that you're worrying. And not only that, but He caught every tear that you cried. And He saves them up in a book in heaven. Oh, that's a great promise. There's no tear that you cried that he didn't notice. In fact, he caught every tear that you cried. And someday he's going to wipe every tear. Because we have a high priest that's not afar off. But he's touched. Touched by your feelings of infirmities. I'll just tell you, if you'll keep praising God when you have a willow in your hand... It's amazing how much more you appreciate the palm in the other hand. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. And I'll tell you, weeping may endure for a night, but somehow joy will come in the morning. Stand with me. I want to close with this verse right here. This is maybe the most encouraging thing we have to hold on to. Is that it's said in Revelation 7 and 9. That when John was in that heavenly city. He said, after these things I looked and behold I saw a great multitude which nobody could number. Of all nations, all tribes, all people, all tongues. Standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. And I can still hear this pastor from Texas in his country drawl saying, you know what they don't have in their hand? They don't have a willow in their hand. They've got palms in their hand. The one thing that's missing from this life in their hand is there's no more willow. It's only palms. And someday... Weeping might endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Someday, there'll be no more weeping, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more sadness. For the former things are passed away, and He will wipe every tear from our eye. And there'll be no more willow. I'm happy about that today. I don't think there's going to be any willow trees in heaven. I think there's going to be palm trees in heaven because we're going to have palm branches in our hands. Somebody go ahead and give God a praise right there. If you believe it, you're going to lay that willow down and you're going to pick up that palm. Oh, hallelujah. Let's pray to the Lord this morning. Jesus, we just thank you for that blessed assurance, God. We praise you for that promise today, Lord Jesus, that someday you'll wipe every tear from our eyes. Someday. We'll praise you with a palm in our hand. I want to invite you to just respond to the Lord in any way you see fit today. This music team's going to worship the Lord. And I'm just going to allow the presence of God to move in this house today. And we're just going to praise Him for it. Would you just, would you just take that moment right now? Come on, let's just call on the Lord this morning. Let's just thank Him, Lord Jesus. We just praise you in this house, God. 
Lord, we just praise you in the midst of tears, Lord, in the midst of, of heartache, in the midst of hardship, Lord. We just praise you right now in Jesus' name. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Share this message with a friend and don't forget to hit subscribe. See you next time.